Um, so as another group has told me, we put the motion into motion picture. Love it. <laughs> Welcome to Astronaut to Zookeeper. Uh, I'm the art teacher formerly known as Miss Wallace and I'm on a mission to catch up with former students to see what career paths they've taken and what advice they would give their 14 year old self. All with the aim to open up the imagination for young people when it comes to life after school. So today I'm joined by Adrian, mm -hmm. formerly known as Lawrence, <laughs> um, Adrian Greenfield, and um, he is a cameraman and a grip, right, it, but yeah. we're going to get onto that in a minute, actually, mm -hmm. what that is, because I didn't quite know. Uh, but thanks, first of all, thanks for coming on the podcast. No worries. Yeah, thanks for having me. So before we get on to what you do for a living, I'm mm. just intrigued and I tend to ask people what they wanted to be when they were five years old. So mm. can you remember? I remember exactly what I wanted to be <laughs> when I was five. I wanted to be an astronaut. Um, going up into space inspired by movies like Apollo 13. Maybe not that one in particular, but yeah, made many space films in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've always wanted to be an astronaut. That's cool. Um, so did that change... When yeah. you realised, oh, okay, that's quite dangerous and I might die, or...? No, um, no, I, I was really quite keen on it, I was, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't really know why I never particularly pursued it in the end, I guess I thought maybe that was a bit out of reach. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so then, obviously, so I knew you as a teenager, mm -hmm. um, and so had the astronaut kind of dream disappeared and changed into something else? Did, yeah. you, did you have an idea when you were a teenager what you wanted it to be? Uh, yeah, so the, the the dream sort of merged into being an RAF pilot in the end. That's what I wanted ah, to do. So just it's still you know <laughs> still flying, still flying. You know, <laughs> that's um, cool. Yeah, I wanted to be um, a pilot, um, and then uh, found out I was slightly colourblind, so I didn't really go anywhere. Right, because <laughs> you because they have really intense physical yeah, that's like, right, physical okay. and uh, mental tests, and that. as I say, I did some of the physical tests, uh, okay. mainly sort of exercise ones to see how long you could do sort of endure still stamina based exercises and stuff um, and and then we did a, a mass and a physics test and then the final one was then the, the one that you, you the could do nothing about the one that I couldn't do anything about and only found out about there and then unfortunately so now, of course, you are a camera operator and grip mm -hmm. um, so so we can understand this a little bit more. If you were to describe what um, what it is that you do or what a grip is to an alien life form, so not mm. using any sort of industry words, just so we get a real kind of what actually is it that you do? How would you describe being a grip? Um, so as another grip has told me, we put the motion into motion picture. Love it. <laughs> uh, we will control the motion of cameras sort of you know, over long distances mainly. Um, so long distances will mainly be a few meters, but most camera operators will have a camera either like on their shoulder or they'll have like some little rig in their hands or something and they might film something from about two foot of movement or so. Um, our scripts will have cameras on things like dollies or camera cranes mm -hmm. and we'll do like the sweeping, swooping motions that you see in most like sort of big little films on television or in a cinema that that sort of thing cool um, so, so you do the the hard work we like do the heavy yeah lifting. yeah we do the we have got the big toys yeah we yeah. have got the big big toys 
So you're 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 in the thick of it when it comes to yeah, television and movies. Yeah, you're you're the yeah. You're so the motion as guys. a grip, I work in motion pictures, mm-hmm. commercials, music videos, and TV dramas. So that's the grip. So what's the difference between? So you're also a camera operator. So is that yeah, that's just right. that's? So can you describe that a little bit? So more? as a camera operator, I actually work in the broadcast field. So live sports events. Um, so I've done things like lots of um, FA Cup and Premier League football matches. Mm-hmm. Um, travelled all over to many stadiums for that uh, I've also worked on the Royal Ascot um, World Ho- uh, was it the World Hockey Championships that was last year the golf um, oh, that's some of them I can't remember the that's rest cool. of them there's, there's been a few other little Amazing. projects but the bread and butter was made of the football matches actually so you're the guy with the eye on the ball literally that's right yeah so I, I would always work yeah eye on the ball quite yeah. What is the most common misconception that people have about your job? Mm. Uh, that it's glamorous. Okay. Uh, it, I mean, it has its moments. And when I first started, yeah, I thought it was quite glamorous, to be honest, because you're surrounded by very high-profile celebrities that you see in films or have maybe idolised from a sort of young age, and then yeah. suddenly you see them, and it's quite, wow, you know, there they are. Yeah. Um, sometimes you let down, actually, by their personalities. Other oh, times no. they're exactly as you imagine. Um but no, it, it can be um, quite gruelling, to be honest, because, okay, it'll be glamorous in the days that you're maybe in a nice cosy studio or out on a sunny beach somewhere with your A-list celebrity and having a like, good laugh in between takes and stuff. But on the other days, you might be in the middle of a field minus three rain driving in your face and you have to stand there for 14 hours during the day. Right. And that just makes you want to cry, really. <laughs> Can you think of a moment where you were like, I literally have the best job in the world? What was what's an example of a best day for you as a camera operator or grip? Um, I suppose one of the best days I had for that exact feeling was actually as a camera operator in my broadcast role. Um, and it's almost a bit of a loose affiliation as to how this was my best day. But it was uh, when I was on the Gulf Open up in Carnoustie, Scotland last year. And um, actually, no, it wasn't last year, sorry, it was the year before that, even. And we were there for three weeks, and a lot of that is setting up about 250 cameras or so. So, there's a, there's a lot we have to do, like hidden bunker cams, uh, other hidden cameras around pointing at crowd and the ball. And then you've obviously got your big Cineflex cameras and stabilized ones. And so, we've got you know, the, the, the big, the small, and the medium, really, with all the cameras mm. as well, you know. And, uh, the reason why that particularly to me was one of the sort of best experiences was because I've always had an image in my head of Scotland always being quite cold and rainy. <laughs> Yet this was a three weeks where I probably got the best tan I ever did in my life, and it was extremely hot and sunny up there. Um, most of the time we were just messing around on the golf buggies whilst driving the equipment around. <laughs> power sliding golf buggies around the course was nice. Was fun. Nice. And we did have a lot of fun there. So, so the sense that location is a, is a big thing in your profession and therefore you mm-hmm. could go to some amazing places and potentially could yeah. go to some, you know, Absolutely not, not so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, to put it bluntly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so your worst day at work then, is it, or perhaps not, it doesn't have to be a whole day, but a time when you thought... Well, like worst job. Yeah, so, worst yeah, job, yeah. or maybe you're thinking, oh, do you know what... I might just pack this all in. Like, yeah. has it ever got to that point? Has there ever been, or what's what's 
what's tricky about your job that people should know it's not all you know it's not all great well, I, I suppose yeah I don't really have a worst day but I do have a worst period in time on a job and that was on Call the Midwife um, two years ago and that was a job whereby as soon as you walked in the door you were straight to work like there wasn't even a few seconds to breathe you know other jobs you'll get in and everyone will mingle for a little bit you have your breakfast then when you've actually got there to your call time of like eight o'clock then you start call the midwife used to have its call times around eight o'clock like every other production does pretty much uh with an hour before for breakfast but yet somehow if you were in early and you were caught by the director he would then already sort of drag you off on set and start talking to you about what shot Right. was up next and you've just got in and you're sort of shaking from the lack of sleep you've had from the night before <laughs> you just want to grab a coffee to wake up but you're yeah. not even given that chance and it's like minus three in the middle of these studios um, which is in the countryside actually so it's just freezing right, and you, okay. you really aren't with it at that time in the morning and when he starts asking you about swooping shots over here there and everywhere it, it, yeah <laughs> yeah it sound a bit like you were bossed around a little bit or, or is it um just that on that job I would say so actually yeah 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 definitely on that okay. one it was it was relentless it was relentless right <laughs> um but it, it, otherwise it was actually a good job in terms of how it came together in the end I was very impressed of the final mm. product I really was uh, yeah so just grueling timetables yeah just, grueling timetables yeah. and most of the time it it will be about 12 hour days you know wow. 11 to 12 hour days that's then also adding in your hour and a half of travel before and after, maybe depending where it is. You know. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> is there even an average day for you? Like, do you have something that that happens a lot, or is everything quite different for you in your in your field of work? I mean, what's a Monday like for Adrian? <laughs> One Monday to the next Monday could be a completely different place. One day I'll be in a forest up sort of like northeast, you know, and then the next thing I know I'm down sort of southwest, you know. Okay. Uh, it, it just changes all the time. So you need to be kind of of the mindset to be pretty uh, adaptable and flexible. Yeah, pretty adaptable, really. yeah. yeah. I mean, they won't ask you to go anywhere ludicrously far away or anything like that mm. without notice. So I mean, if they do want to fly you abroad, they will give you, you know, okay. plenty of warning on that and they'll pay for everything, etc. Yeah. But otherwise, um, if it is somewhere that's an hour's drive away normally from production base, and production base is normally in the centre of London anyway, it'll be an hour's drive from there somewhere. So it's never too far, luckily, most yeah. of the time. What would you have to do to get fired from your job? Uh, pretty much the only thing is uh, if you were to arrive late. Wow, okay. Um, there, there is a saying that if you arrive early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, you're fired. I love that. Why didn't um, I use that as a teacher? You should have used this. as a teacher. I should have. Yeah. Not that I could fire students. Yeah. But, you know, give them a detention. Put <laughs> them on conduct or something. Yeah. yeah. Shucks. I like that. Okay. Yeah. So so being prompt is is not just polite in your industry. It no, literally it is, is. quite literally the end or be all. Yeah. Because uh, time is money. Yeah, it is that. Because if you're not there, then that means the production can't get on with well, you know, what needs to be done. Because every department and everyone in that department needs to be there to set up their individual piece of equipment on that job. <laughs> so you, are you naturally a punctual person, or is that, is that something you've had to learn? I've had to very much learn it. All right. Uh, I, was, I don't remember you being late. Mr. Cool. Uh, Mr. Reed would remember me oh, being would he? late. He okay. would, yeah. Um, I was late nearly every day back in St Andrews. Um, <laughs> so you've had to discipline yourself. I've had yourself. to learn to, yeah, and I've, 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 got, I've got there. 
what would you say the starting salary would be for a, a camera operator or grip? Well, so, I mean, I started off as a trainee, like most do, and uh, the starting salary, depending on how much you're working and that, I mean, you are paid daily, uh, but I mean, I'd say it's sort of on average anywhere between thirty to 40000 Okay. In your first, second year, that sort of thing. It's a good money. That's, it's not bad. No, not at all as a trainee. Not um, like a teacher. It's not, no, it's, it's, I know, but it's, it's just as a trainee. But yeah. you will find that if you're a trainee, especially on a feature film, you will get run into the ground like no one else will. Okay, so um, you work. That's when you realise what real work is. We mentioned that it's a very kind of physical job. So does it hurt, like carrying cameras around and moving them around? Uh, yes, uh, especially once you've had to push like a sort of maybe two and a half ton crane up a hill. Oh There'll be about, you know, about six of you doing it, but your legs certainly get a workout from that. And you so, feel the burn in no time. And so injuries, <laughs> have you sustained some? I have caught my fingers in many things. Uh, there's lots of little finger traps that are just designed to break your hands off. <laughs> um, and yeah you, um, yeah, you can kill yourself on some of the things you can. So you have uh, to be careful. You have to be really careful, yeah. So you're behind the camera all the time. Are you ever like, oh, I'm sick of this. I want to be the star of the show. I have thought about it because I've seen how the actors get treated and they get treated oh, right. like naughty on set, they do. So say you've done a shot where it's been I don't know, pouring with rain and that, you know, you're standing there in your raincoats and just being miserable in general. And they get someone with an umbrella come up. They quite literally get their own little assistant with an umbrella, walk up to them, like a plate of chocolates as well and maybe a cup of hot water bottles. And I'm, I'm not even joking, it is, they get like the hot water bottles, the little warm towels and they get escorted to a car and, uh, and they come back wow. out again. Meanwhile, which is... I mean, soaked to the bone, really. Um, but it is fun. But you're keeping it real. We're though. keeping it, yeah. We're, um, yeah, we're, we're definitely the, the hardened ones into, well, just film crew in general. The actors get treated very well. If, if anyone's listened to this thinking, oh, do you know what? I kind of, yeah, I like the idea of this. Mm. So kind of advice. But one way to look at it is if you were... Um, you were 14 again and mm. you could talk to yourself as 14 and you knew that you were going to go into this profession yes. what would you tell yourself as a 14 year old to kind of do um or uh, what experience would you um you know encourage yourself to to get involved with or what subjects would you cha- change or take what would you say to your 14 year old self i suppose i mean i can't i'm not exactly sure what subjects these days are available at 14 do be taught but if there is media then okay. go down that route definitely to help sort of learning how cameras work in general um, depends how I guess practical that media course is but yeah cameras and lighting um, they're very useful to know but otherwise also there's, there is an element of physics and maths as well um, mainly not necessarily strictly academically knowing those but just being physically minded just knowing how things work is will mm-hmm. put you leaps and bounds ahead of anyone else in your okay. industry so if just, you're just being great intrigued. at taking things yeah if you're just great at understanding just by looking at something just how it works okay then you're already going to be leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else so if you're that person then yeah you're in <laughs> so you were mentioning before about at home you'd be taking part like your parents yeah tv um, and then <laughs> i drove them nuts Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be taking apart their telephones, televisions, uh, radios, anything really. And but uh, they used to be a little bit frustrated with me, but in the end, they they trusted me to put it back together again, exactly how it right. was, and uh, they they didn't care in the end. And it worked. And it worked. So I guess they actually let me learn. You know, yeah. Cool 
and so that sort of thing so if 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 somebody is uh, really interested in the way things work and the way things move and the way things, you yeah. know, how it behaves, then that might be potentially a, a career for them to kind of... Yeah, no, definitely. Them. If you're good at Meccano sets, connects, Lego, and I'm not sure how many people play with those anymore since oh, apps still, and tablets. Lego's a huge thing. You know, um, but <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're doing all of that, then you're doing it right. And also just don't ever give up either. As I say, I came very close to that. Um, but just yeah. don't. <laughs> just keep going, no matter how... How uh, much you feel that things are just maybe not progressing anywhere, or how slow they might be progressing, mm-hmm. it will pay off. And all it takes is one, you know, right time, right place. It takes one time, right? Yeah, one, yeah, exactly that. I mean, I spent, as I say, nearly three years trying to get in, and nearly gave up, and then within that week of nearly giving up, got my first job. Yeah. So it, yeah, just, just keep going. <laughs> so perseverance and punctuality. Those yeah, and are the punctuality. Two <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're the two things you need. Yeah. As I say, if you're late, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. A huge thank you there to Adrian. It was so lovely to catch up with him and for enlightening me on the world of television and film when it comes to camera operators and grips. If you would like to find out more information, check out our Instagram account, which is at Astro Zookeeper, because on here, Adrian has given us his follow-up three. And these are three pieces of practical advice and guidelines for anyone who is interested in becoming a camera operator or grip. And of course, thanks to you for listening.